as we age, you lose muscle. Yeah. So now it's like strength training builds bones. You know, it, it makes you strong, not just like muscular and chiseled, but it's protecting your body. You now it's, it's really protecting your body for what's out there, which is fucking life. Can't afford. That's why I'm frontline, hand the sword. I do the sword for myself, not the cash and no damn award. I need intelligence to craft my bars. I need the medicine that grows effervescent from the hands of God. I need inheritance to slash the odds, create a pipeline to the well while you grasp a straw. Welcome back to the Eight Questions Show. This month's topic is physical perfection. What does it mean to be physically perfect? You go online, you see models, you see Athletes, you see superheroes chiseled, ripped in perfect physical form. And then you look at yourself and you go, I'm not that. I'm not that. Should I be <laughs> like that? Is there a perfect physical body? Is it obtainable? Is it a ideal that is unrealistic? Well, today we have a special guest, Coach John Ron, the owner of Believe Elite Fitness. And we're going to ask him eight questions this month. And by the conclusion of this series, we will know, is it possible to be physically perfect? Is it achievable? And if so, how do you do it? Coach, how are you today? Doing well. How are you guys? Doing I complain. Right. I complain. Thank you for coming down to, to the compound, sir. <laughs> Good to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Coach, tell us a little <clears throat> bit about yourself, your background, and inform our listeners on just, I mean, how much you, in fact, have been working in this industry and how much you know. So, I, I started in this industry, um, really, honestly, when I was like 14 years old. Uh, I was a, I got employed at a local gym in, in my hometown in Monroe, New York, to uh, be the guy behind the desk where you just, you know, yeah. key card in. Um <laughs> But I loved it because it got me a free gym membership and um, I just liked that environment. So I got into training and everything through my older brother because we were both athletes and uh, we had a, we had a weight set in our garage. Uh, I was constantly doing pushups from the you know, young age of like sixth grade and up. Uh, every Rocky movie was <laughs> you know in my ear. Uh, Eye of the Tiger. I had that yellow, that yellow uh, cassette thing that, oh, was, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. was a badass little uh, thing they should bring that back yeah. um but uh i remember just like in my in my parents basement just doing workouts listening to eye of the tiger and yeah mm -hmm. i just loved the feeling of just sweating it out and like kind of getting little there's a little bit of pain little little uncomfortableness but the euphoric you know, concept of training and feeling good mm -hmm. was something that like, I just kept coming back for more. And it was like, it was like hitting a jump shot, you know, like got to do it again, got to do it again. Um, so I got into that world very early and then, um, <clears throat> fast forward through college, through college sports and, and, and moving on until adulthood. <laughs> now, um, I graduated from Binghamton university in 2007 and, you know, bounced around from like six different jobs being a bouncer at a bar working security janitor uh woodbury commons you know selling shoes yeah and then i became a personal trainer i see and um once i got into the personal trainer world i really started to see it's a grind there's a lot to it it's it's more sales 
yeah. than it is anything else. You know, you got to make a sale and then you develop the relationship. Yeah. Um. So it was hard, and especially at like like these franchise gyms and these box gyms, like you got you got to be weird. You know, yeah, go up to people and be like, hey, saw you weren't breathing. Exactly. Like one of those, and it's like it's just very uncomfortable. But yeah. it's like nowadays, like asking like a teenage kid to go pick up a girl. They don't, yeah, they don't yeah. know what the fuck to say. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, Ex- exactly. You got to put your best foot forward. So, um, if you got one, <laughs> again, all that experience helped me out a lot. So, by the time I was, you know, nineteen, I, I got certified as a personal trainer when I was about like twenty years old, and I pushed it more once I got out of college. And once I started bouncing around from job to job, I was like, all right, this is insane. I got a college degree. Like, I need to get a job. Exactly. And um, my father's a retired NYPD lieutenant. Uh, a lot of my uncles are all in law enforcement. So that was a route that I was trying to pursue. Yeah. And um, I took some local PD jobs and or uh, local PD tests and interviews. And, you know, I, I, I was climbing the ranks with that. And then um, I put my name in the hat for uh, a federal job, you know, federal law enforcement. And I ended up getting the call to do that. Um, so I took it and I ran with it. And I, I got into my career there and that kind of put a halt on the personal training stuff because I just had to get into that. But I always kept training. You know, it was it was a great outlet for me. Yeah. Um, after work, you know, uh, being in law enforcement is a very stressful career. So, you know, training and keeping your body and your mind healthy were always something that I wanted to continue to do. Um, and then. I hated that job. Like I just didn't love being in law enforcement. It wasn't for me. I, you know, I did it for about four and a half years. I had a great career, met a lot of great people, but I wanted to go after my passion and, and build a gym and a training facility. So my story goes into training younger athletes um, in my local community. And I was able to build a, a gym out of my parents' garage. Hmm. And fast hmm. forward now, I mean, I did that back in 2011, <clears throat> 2012. And now I'm here now. So, I mean, I look back on those years and I was able to grow a brand, a business, Believe Elite Athletic Training. And I'm, I'm training guys now that are at, you know, top tier UFC fighters, uh, guys that have, have participated in Olympic Games, national champions, mm. state champions, elite youth level athletes. So, uh, very blessed to do that. But yeah, my fitness journey has, you know, gone different ways, you know, <laughs> right. but sure. selfishly, I still... It's about me, you know. Um, I, I I love fitness. I love being in the game. I like the challenges of it, mm. and um, it's a lifestyle, you know. It's discipline and it's balance. So, yeah, I mean that's that's the story. I mean, we're looking at I'm 38 it's years old. Segue, you know, I'm 38 years old. I started I started training when I was like 12. You wow. know what? That's a that's a perfect story. And thank you for letting the people know all my accolades in terms of USC fighting and Olympic game training of myself. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> you got it. Uh, no, but you you said it earlier um, about like you just like how it makes you feel. So the first question of the eight question show in the compound is: get it. How important is exercise? I, I think exercise is your lifeline. I think movement's medicine. Mm. You know, as simple as that. I, I think if you're not exercising you're putting yourself in that grave sooner than you, you should be there. You know, hmm. um, if you don't exercise right now, you're, you're going to lose the fight is, is, ha- is how I look at that. Because, you know, you look at people as they get older, you know, like that, that older um, grandma or grandpa, like God forbid they take a spill, they fall. Right. It's like instant. Oh, they're yeah, yeah. 
You know, break this just hip, happened. To, this this exactly. just yeah, break your hip, done. This just happened to a buddy of mine, his father, and it's terrible because, like, you're already in a stage in life where you know you've you've seen so much, you've done so much, and then it's like, nope, you can't move. You know, mm. um, I just think in, in that context, exercise and keeping yourself healthy, keeping your heart healthy, keeping your mind sharp. You know, I think exercise brings that out. There's been studies about yeah. waking up, waking up early and training in the morning. Yeah, you know, like. I, I think younger kids should be doing that still. You know, mm. I, I don't think the school day. Yeah. I mean, you're training at what Follow time? 6 a.m.? <laughs> 6 a.m., baby. Yeah. You know, I was, I was in uh, my facility today at 6 a.m. with, with, yep. with an uh, athlete. And then yesterday I was in at 545. You know, like it, it's, it's kind of like attack mode. And I think exercise, honestly, is, is something that that's what doctors should be prescribing. I heard this idea that. It, it was only recently that we had the leisure of being immobile and just kind of sitting around yeah. that like our whole evolutionary history, we had to move. If we wanted to harvest hunt, mm. or we were nomadic. We were in a perpetual state of movement. Right. So a lot of like our genetics and the way we're built has that already factored into it. Like we're supposed to be doing this. Absolutely. And then we just stopped out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what, what ultimately are the effects of that? Yeah. Well, you're seeing it. You're seeing it with, um, adults and, and youth. It's, it's obesity. It's, you know, I, I mean, personally, man, I remember, I remember playing every sport there was yeah. in my, in my development. Mm. You know, it's, it's, you were playing kill the man with the ball, which wasn't even a sport, but it was like, yo, we're moving it. Someone might die today, but let's get it going. You know, uh, wiffle ball, regular baseball, uh, you know, um, Name, name, just name something. Even if it was yeah. manhunt, man, exactly. you were going, you were doing it. One hundred percent. I don't see kids at the park. You know, no. I don't see. I don't, and I know everyone. You know, people talk about this, but it's like nothing's being done about it. You know, and I think that's where the immobility comes in. It's like, yeah, we're not moving because we're on our iPads, our phones, or you know, and I, it's definitely something that's starting to catch up because I see it in my world being a, a coach to hundreds of athletes on all different levels yet kids coming in younger and younger and they're classified as athletes because they wear a uniform mm. but they don't move like athletes <laughs> you know they don't look like athletes so I and i know the difference you know and that it's a shame because it's sad to see it with such young kids mm. but then you know that there has to be something at the home base where this is not it's not being reinforced you know, there's, a, there's a huge disconnect. You, Even in gym <clears throat> class, there's a disconnect. You know what? It's, it's funny you say that because one, I've I've never felt like this, and I well, yeah, of course, I was I was an athlete my whole life too. So I played football and track my entire life, and then uh, I got away from it when I went into the professional world. Yeah. Right? You know, trying to build a financial planning practice. Yep. Um, that's brutal in the beginning. And your health yeah. suffers because you're all you're trying to do is build something, but then your eating habits suffer and your exercising suffers. And it actually put me into the hospital in 2019, right? Wow. So like, so now that and after that health scare, um, I took I've taken health at least exercising seriously. So if someone just wanted to just start, because a lot of people I believe when you when they hear that word, they're like. I'm not trying to jog 25 miles a day. I need to start somewhere. So when, if someone's right. listening here, like, listen, I would, I adopt that. I want to adopt the lifestyle. 
but you being the professional, what would you tell somebody to like, how would they start that change in their life in terms of to, to get healthy? So honestly, the first thing I would tell someone to do is find a professional to help you get started Without question. because I feel like a lot of people will just go on social media and you scroll up to one David Goggins video and all of a sudden <laughs> you're doing, you're, you're, the, doing. you're, big, you're, you're like, the biggest Whoop. pussy in the world because <laughs> you don't want to run a hundred miles, which I love Goggins, but you know, he's, he's a little intense. He's extreme. Yeah. yeah. His book is amazing too, but his, yeah, he's a, he's a rare breed of human, you know? Yes. What I question. So I do think the starting point would be to find a good coach to guide you. You know, because not everybody's the same and we are talking about people that haven't moved a lot. Mm. So you can't go from zero to a hundred because you're going to get hurt. Mm. You get hurt, then you're going to get disappointed, then you're going to quit. Exactly. That's how it goes. You know, and I think if you just find the right guidance and build yourself up, Mm. you know, people look at six months as a long time. When it when it comes to like being consistent and training, it's not a long time in life. No, it ain't. No, And in six months, you could change so much shit. Right, right, I mean, question. I I just finished the the seventy five hard. Oh, I can challenge. You on that. What is that? Oh my god! <laughs> so seventy five days straight, <clears throat> no alcohol, no cheat meals, gallon of water a day, two workouts a day. One is forty five minute indoor, and then there's a forty five minute outdoor, and then you have to read ten pages of a book each day. So I did that for seventy five days, Whew. and. <laughs> <laughs> that I would I would say to someone who who's just getting into it, that's not a good starting point because that was really hard. Um, and there were definitely days where, like, I did it because I wanted to do it, and then I just felt like I needed to do it. Yeah. Mm. But seventy five days staying consistent—that's what ten weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's it fucking very hard, especially doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and I did it. I I was partying with a buddy of mine in his pool Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. He was crushing beers, and I was drinking water. Yeah. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> then I went to the beach on July 4th and my buddy's drinking, you know, drinking white claws and hanging out at the beach in the sand. I'm in my seat and I'm like, this sucks, you know, like, yeah. but I knew where I was at and I just, and I know myself. So that's the, the other thing is like, you got to find yourself. You got to find your why. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, you're saying you want to do this, but why do you want to do it? I think that's really where a, a true coach and a professional can come in and say, let's nail that first. Before I tell you, you got to work out three days a week and this is what you're going to do because you got to know why you want to do it. And then if you have a coach like such as myself, I tell my my athletes and my clientele all the time, like you tell me your goal is going to become one of my goals, you know, mm. so we're in it together. Like if you have a team or a companion or, yeah. you know, I, I it makes life a lot easier. If you're flying solo, it's pretty tough. Can you touch on some of these ideas surrounding exercises, medicine? You brought that up and I'm yeah. wondering like, like in your research, what are some different like actual health benefits that people will end up realizing after they start this journey? I just think the cardiovascular standpoint, you know, number one, like your your heart health, yeah. you know, getting just starting to walk more and, you know, not just filling your body with pills all day, I think is a, a great starting point. I mean, the research behind that is, you know, I mean, it, when you do a stress test. You yeah. put you on a treadmill. They put you on a tree. You know, yeah. you, I had to do that. What happens if you haven't been on a treadmill? I've done it. What happens if you haven't been on a treadmill? Like owning your own business is fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I've done the stress test, you know? So yeah, I mean, think about that. Yeah, for sure. So we got cardio. Cardio. I mean, from a, energy, I think. Yeah, a hundred percent energy. And then the focus side of things, but also like muscle mass, mm. you know, a lot of people and I, and a lot of females are afraid to build muscle. 
right? Because they just think they're going to be a bodybuilder. <laughs> and then you also have there, and some men are like that too. Yeah, like, I don't get too big. It's like calm down, yeah, Ronnie. relax. <laughs> like <laughs> we, got, we got some time before that happens. <laughs> but going back to what I said before, like as we age, you lose muscle. Mm. Yeah. So now it's like strength training builds bones. You know, it, it makes you strong, not just like muscular and chiseled, but it's protecting your body. You know, it's, it's really protecting your body for what's out there, which is fucking life. You right. know, 100%. Like, if you do take a fall, you know, how bad's the bruise? Like, are we getting up from that or we got to call an ambulance <laughs> that costs $900 to come to the house? You know, exactly. I just think it's those things where, you know, the, the research behind it. I mean, like you said before, like back in the day, people moved. They probably didn't go to the hospital that much, you know. They they just got through life because they were strong and tough, and now it's it's a obviously way different world. Right? You know, <clears throat> I want to ask you a question about finding before we wrap up the first question, finding the right trainer because as you know, with your experience and not building this big brain in Monroe, um, finding the right trainer from a physical training standpoint can be hard because you yeah. you have people who will go into a gym who probably just took the job and not really serious absolutely right and they're you know they're go up to someone but they don't know what they're doing or where to start so how so somebody who's like okay john or okay coach i want to go ahead and start this journey and you said that i need a coach how can i what questions do i need to ask to make sure that this person knows what they're doing it's a great question that's a really good question. And, it, and it's kind of hard to nail that down because one, I would say, I think the initial meeting says a lot. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, if I'm a coach, you're a client, you got to feel right with me. Exactly. You know, before you sign any papers or say, Hey, here's my investment to you. Exactly. Um, as far as from like a professional standpoint, um, I have a good amount of certifications. I don't think anyone's <laughs> ever asked me how many, cert- like, what, what are you certified on? Exactly. You know? um, it's just like my degree. I got asked my degree once yeah. in my professional career. And it was like on a piece of paper for the, for Homeland Security. <laughs> Other than that, never been asked. So I, I'm not going to say you got to get a list of credentials. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I, I do think word of mouth is helpful because you're getting other people's feedback. Like that's how I grew my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, in different areas, there's probably one or two fitness professionals that have that reputation and are, and are known by people. And I think testimonials and things like that are helpful if you're just, you know, kind of Googling like, Hey, who's the best out there. Right. Um, so yeah, from that standpoint, I mean, it, it is hard to answer because once the training begins, then, you know, more like true colors start coming out. <laughs> exactly, right? You know I mean? right. So it's uh that's a unique question. I mean, I guess I would just say to do your due diligence with your research, you know, ask some people in your network who may or may mm. know someone who, who has trained with them. Mm. Um, I mean, how did you find us? How did you find Rob? I found Rob, I said, a personal trainer near me came up and believably had like all these raving reviews from like athletes. Like my son is a college athlete at Penn State and yep coach with you know and train with i'm like if he's training college athlete because being a college athlete i'm like i'm very particular and make sure a trainer knows what the hell they're doing because i've been through that like my, all my life so when i saw that believe elite had was training athletes yeah college athletes that are coming back coming back home that makes sense and going to the gym yeah and i'm like oh yeah okay so this place knows exactly what they're doing so that's what turned me on to, to believe elite that you had like some guy 
who it was like a picture of him holding like a dumbbell like this. I'm like, yeah, that's not. That's not right. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, that's the stock the, the stock, stock photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like five pounds. He's yeah. doing like yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> but, He's um, obese. So, yeah. question: How important is exercise according to Coach Jr. and me and Brian Black Belt Judo? Um, it's very very important. Very very important. So, um, like he said, doctor doctors should prescribe more of this movement, this movement in general. But like Coach said, you have cardiovascular health, you have energy, you just have your overall well being. So start moving. Start moving. Start moving. So tune into the next show, next question where we ask Coach JR. Is there a perfect physique? Boom. See you all next time. On the next episode of the question kind of go into those worlds where you're like you're going after that perfect physique yeah yeah and it's like dude you know everybody everybody needs to have their kind of own definition of perfect and stop looking for you know I want to look like that person on Instagram I want to look because you don't know what they're doing yeah.